0: Welcome to season 2, episode 11 of your favorite podcast ever, The Mentor's Voice. I am Chris Mormon, president of Markentum, and I'm here with Christy Kramer. Christy, who is our amazing mentor today.
1: Well, Chris, we have one of the individuals that we interviewed at the Leadership Summit. Yes. Yeah, so it's so much fun. So we actually have uh, Anita Holt, who is the president and CEO of the Forest at Duke in North Carolina. Uh, she was interviewed, um, taking all your thunder there, Chris, she was interviewed by Kayla Jenkins, who was her intern last summer. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah, through the Summer enrichment Program, so that's great. So Kayla is a UNC student, um, getting her master's degree uh, in health administration, and uh, Anita is... An incredible leader. I sat there and listened to this interview and she was just so impressed. She's been a leader in agent services for over 25 years. Uh, she's an advocate, she's involved in mentoring and bringing students into the field. Uh, I was just really excited to get that opportunity to meet Anita and to learn from her.
0: It was really cool going into this interview where they already had established rapport because they um, had worked together, obviously, familiar with each other. And so that was a lot of fun. Also, a little uh, Mentor's Voice disclaimer, we noticed that the in-person interviews, you kind of hear a few of those over the course of the next couple of weeks, the ones that we recorded while we were at the Leadership Summit, a little bit shorter than uh, the typical interview, but great content. And We felt like maybe, uh, you know, some of that like face-to-face, in-person interviewing just allowed for people to move into conversation quick and um, get right to the heart of the matter. So um, these aren't going to be lengthy episodes, but they are really great episodes because they, um, you know, in-person. So if you're listening for the first time, uh, really excited to have you here As part of The Mentor's Voice, if you have been listening to us for a while, um, we'd love to hear from you what you think about the length of these episodes and your thoughts around that. Like Christy said, the student interviewer, Kayla Jenkins, really excited to have her uh, be the student that is interviewing our mentor. So we hope that you enjoy this episode of The Mentor's Voice, Season 2, Episode 11, featuring Anita Holt.
2: Hi, I'm Kayla Jenkins. I'm a student at UNC Charlotte in the Master of Health Administration program, and I'm also getting a gerontology graduate certificate, and I graduate this May, and I'm really excited to be on the Mentor's Voice interviewing Anita Holt um, from the Forest at Duke in Durham, North Carolina. So if you want to just like tell us about the Forest at Duke and your role there.
3: Sure. Well, I'm delighted to be here, and I am the president and CEO of the Forest at Duke, mm-hmm. and that is a full service for comprehensive CCRC, and we serve about 400 residents in cottages, apartments, single-family homes, mm-hmm. and uh, we have a health center, memory care, skilled care, so... Mm-hmm. and. Uh, you were instrumental as <laughs> one of our interns in helping us get our um, our home care company up and licensed and going and operating, which is doing very well. Mm-hmm. And we also have an extended program in that we have the early acceptance program, which looks a lot like continuing care without walls, but just follows the nomenclature of North Carolina.
2: Mm-hmm. Awesome. Thank you so much. So I guess just like going, like kind of... Uh, In time order, how did you decide to pursue a career in the
3: aging services industry? Well, I think kind of almost like everybody else around my age, just fell into it. (laughs) I had been working in early childhood Mm -hmm. and family health and education and in grad school. Just a simple little class caught my attention. Really, Who are these people living yeah. in this place, having mm-hmm. better lives? And mm-hmm. what does that look like? Mm-hmm. And uh, so I was fascinated because it seemed like a place where the rules weren't written. <laughs> yeah. Little did I know. And <laughs> um, But that was the part in the beginning of my journey. I found an internship in a CCRC mm-hmm. and uh, did that mm-hmm. uh, with and just found my place, if really? you will, in terms of, what was important to me. Mm
4: -hmm.
3: Um, That was at a time when in order to have any career path in a CCRC, you had to kind of start as a nursing home administrator. Right. So I did that first and then moved up through.
2: Mm -hmm. What city was that in? That was in
3: Philadelphia, which is such a delight because, you know, historically that is the place that has had just a long-standing history in the very beginnings of CCRCs. My community that I interned in, actually began in the late 1800s wow so um but it was good that they mm-hmm. had evolved so right it was all right
2: mm-hmm. what, uh which ccrc was it
3: um i was at evangelical manor wow at that time um it was a united methodist um retirement community ccrc right mm-hmm. next door to the baptist community which is now <laughs> called Deerfield. Oh, okay so <laughs> yeah but it was really really nice
2: awesome yeah. Um, so did you ever have a mentor and like, what was the best advice that you've ever gotten from a mentor like over the years?
3: I think over the years, I've been fortunate at different points of my career. I have had people who served as mentors, as Mm -hmm. partners, and then I've been able to see really good people model behaviors that were important. Mm -hmm. And I've seen really bad people, model behaviors that taught me something. Yeah. Um, so, but I think the best advice I ever got from a mentor was, you got to start where people are. Mm -hmm. And the second thing that they said that I've always kept is that um, it's not about having people do what you want. It's about creating a place where you can enlist and enroll people so that the the buy-in, the purchase is there. Um, Because otherwise, you got blind obedience and not much else. Mm
2: -hmm. That's Mm -hmm. a good point um so how and where do you find inspiration kind of going off the advice vibe? I think um,
3: well it again, it's never black or white mm-hmm. for me. I think on a personal level and a leadership level, I take real inspiration. I can hear my father's voice in my in mm-hmm. my head who was um, you know child and family therapist, but very connected to people and making things work but always starting with, who are you to the people that you are with and who are they to you? Mm-hmm. Um, so that that being maybe some of your most important relationships.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: And, um, you know, but when I'm really inspired by what I see for staff or team members, when I see somebody who's just flying, they're soaring, they're growing, that they they found their bliss in something that we do. Mm -hmm. That's very rewarding if we can be a part of that, if I can be a part of that, or create that space um, for a team member. And then for residents, the inspiration is, and this is kind of different in a CCRC because Mm -hmm. people will say, oh, it's full, they're happy, they're this and they're that. But the thing that no one ever talks about or residents don't like to talk about is, you know, the healthcare part of it and the end of life part of it in particular. And the thing that I know and I'm inspired by is when we've been the kind of community that a son or a daughter can say, thank you. I am so glad you were here in the way that my mom or dad was cared for because I got to remain their child. Yeah. And. And you did the heavy lift on the caring. Right. And, uh, or the care rather, Um, because when we're doing it right, you really are relieving the burden. So those relationships can stay foster and and be treasured. Mm -hmm. And I think when we do that, I am inspired. Yeah.
2: That's Mm -hmm. a really good point. That's really good. Um, So what is a favorite project that you've worked on in your career?
3: Well, right now I am having the most fun. Yeah. Um, And I would say I've done things that were really amazing to me or Mm -hmm. fun or challenging. Um, But at at the forest, I have the luxury of working in a community that is so financially solid, Mm -hmm. that is operationally solid so that you can go to next level in service to residents, service to your team. Um, You know, we've got a solid margin. We're covering everything well. And... So that means you can look at how to be better at service. Mm -hmm. You can look at how to create a place for staff or team members to grow. And you can look at what's the opportunity to serve people differently, to build depth in your resident or member profile. Mm -hmm. So for me, the idea to break rules, which I love, (laughs) and the opportunity to redefine things as a way of advancing Mm -hmm. what you do and to have people get excited about, yeah, we didn't do it that way, but if you have a better idea, let's let's throw it up there and see how it works. Right. And you can't do that when you're in financial or occupancy crisis, et cetera. So yeah. I feel blessed. And um, I, I, I would have wanted this job when I was 25. Yeah. I couldn't have done this job when I was 25. Mm-hmm. So I'm very grateful as yeah. well.
2: Yeah, definitely. So, uh, kind of going off of that, I, I hear you're a very visionary thinker. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so, what do you anticipate that future generations want out of CCRCs, or life plan communities?
3: I, th- I think that, the future is going to be interesting. I don't know that I'm so visionary, except that, you know, I kind of believe that if you're going to break all the rules, you also have to have an exit strategy. True. All right, so you don't just, you know, chase a shiny penny. <laughs> but um, I do think that what we're going to see, there will always be a place for CCRCs, and there'll <laughs> be a certain group that wants that level of service. But our Our future will also be, how flexible is that? Um, You know, one size doesn't fit all. The packaging needs to be diverse. Mm -hmm. Even your price points may need to be diverse because, quite frankly, those that are retiring in the future may have far less assets than we have now, Mm -hmm. where people won't have the same appreciation in their home, etc., and things that really fund your move. Mm -hmm. Interestingly enough, um, it's also about those who don't wanna to come to your community but believe in what you provide and know mm-hmm. that they may need it at some point. Right. And so I think the fun of the future is how do you serve people in non-traditional ways? How do you tap in to multiple financial or stratified markets so that it's not just an upper income product? And how can you do that without diminishing the quality of service to the people that you serve? And how do you grab onto and use every bit of technology that you can Mm -hmm. that doesn't get in the way of the high touch you need and that people need as they age? Right. So I think the future is good. It just Mm -hmm. may look very different and far more programmatically diverse than where we are now.
2: Mm -hmm. So what do you think CCRCs need to do to kind of be prepared for that?
3: you got to let go of the way we always did it. Mm -hmm. That's just the first mindset piece that needs to go. I think that it's understanding and having an appetite for some level of risk, Mm -hmm. but also having business acumen and agility, the ability to pivot. And I think that's what COVID taught us, is that you had to pivot. So all of us, old folks, as it were, who were used to doing this and thinking like, yeah, I got this, mm-hmm. had to redefine how we worked, how we served, how we managed uh, team members, et cetera, mm-hmm. who we were in our communities and who our residents are and, and how their families were also served. Right. When you have to pivot like that, you get to disrupt. You get to think of new ways, and we need to, we need to revel in the opportunity to be more, better, different, Mm-hmm. And let go of the way we always did it, right? And recognize that as we do that, we are also beginning to serve people who have far different expectations of us, right? Than, than where we've been. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Definitely, I definitely agree. So, what do you think is like the future of CCRCs in general? Like, what would you want to see in the future if, you know, like financial resources weren't really a consideration? Like, what is your dream? for the future of CCRCs?
3: Is that they really become comprehensive in terms of the number, and so many do. Right. Uh, I'm in a single site, mm-hmm. uh, non-faith based, so, uh, and so many communities have this broad spectrum, but I think we should find ways to hit the middle market, find ways to address the affordable, care, find ways to, um, Find ways to value and enrich our team members. Mm-hmm. That the, you know, a lot of our jobs are entry level jobs, creating appropriate career paths, opportunities for growth, and respecting the jobs that we have. Uh, so often one will say, It's a great CNA, don't you want to be a nurse? Mm-hmm. And the answer is probably sometimes no. Yeah. And the idea is, how do you create value for that person? How do you create growth? and things that you recognize so that they're not on one flat plane. That is something that I think um, is real important. So again, it's Mm -hmm. interrupting where we've been Mm -hmm. and testing and trying, redefining, and far more open to all of the inputs of residents, community, and team members. Mm -hmm. I I think that's our future, Mm -hmm. and we gotta find a way We got to find a way to make money, (laughs) to reduce our debt burden. Yes. And maybe leverage the communities we have by creating alternative ways of serving people off campus. Right. Because land is scarce and it's very expensive.
2: Right. Good point. Mm -hmm. Definitely good point. So. What is some advice you could offer me and maybe some of the other other upcoming leaders in this field, like other students listening or like young professionals?
3: So one of the things that I love is that, A, we have young people in this field. Right. And that people are um, aggressively pursuing leadership roles in this industry. Mm-hmm. And I think from an advice standpoint is learn all you can, mm-hmm. uh, be wide open, Um Look at other industries. Um, you know, there is so much to be learned by the way other businesses run that are mm-hmm. useful and helpful. Um, and I think as a young person, as, particularly as a, a new leader, etc., you don't have to know it all. You don't even have to be right. What you do have to do is have the best people around you that you can. And, and let that be your challenge, not your fear. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's all an uplift and it's an opportunity to learn and respect different voices. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that that helps you as a leader. Um, But I am always amazed and so impressed with the people and the young people that I see coming um, who are committed to aging services and are committing to moving the needle forward in terms of quality, equity, access, all of those things that are part of the daily conversation, but na- maybe not part of the daily practice. Right. So, your, your voices we need. Mm-hmm. And, um, and don't be afraid to reach out to somebody and ask.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. 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 Well, thank you so much for answering my questions. Definitely. Yeah. I feel like you have a lot of insight to offer. Very yeah. smart. And I'm just, I'm glad you're here to talk with us
3: so thank you so much well this was absolutely my pleasure yeah. and uh just look forward to getting to know mm-hmm. more yeah and i'll be looking for you <laughs> okay good thanks thank you
0: leading age the trusted voice in aging in partnership with markentum a marketing agency focused on the field of aging is excited to present you with the mentor's voice We believe that conversation between our field's mentors and the next generation of students and young professionals is vital for the ongoing success in the field of aging. Each episode of the Mentor's Voice podcast will feature a student or young professional interviewing a mentor. Through this conversation, the Mentor's Voice gives us all an opportunity to learn from each other, new and seasoned alike. Thanks so much for listening to Season 2, Episode 11 with Anita Holt. And as always, we want to talk about what's happening in the world of leading age. Christy, what can you tell us?
1: Well, I want every student out there to save the date for our leading age annual meeting, which will be here before we know it, scary as that sounds, October 16th through 19th in Denver, Colorado. We will be having another great student program. I think Chris, I'm sure you'll be involved. We'll have Mentor's okay, Voice. I'll be there. Yep. We'll have the Mentor's Voice again. Um, so I'm excited, and I want to make sure all you students out there save the date so that uh, you guys can all come. And I will also be letting everyone know when our scholarship applications open up. So that will be coming usually in July. We have those applications open. So if you're interested in applying for a travel and accommodation scholarship, in addition to getting a complimentary registration, Uh, Stay tuned until July, and you'll hear more about that.
0: As always, excited to hype Christy and her role with Students in Leading Age. It was really great at Leadership Summit, getting to connect students with mentors. Christy led a really awesome panel, and so I'm sure there'll be some more fun stuff like that at Annual Meeting in Denver. Denver is a pretty cool city. Um, so we look forward to seeing you there and being involved as the Mentor's Voice and also Mark Henteman, leading Age. We're just bringing all the worlds together. So we want to make sure that you follow us on social media, specifically LinkedIn and Instagram. And I think those are like the primary platforms that we use. Um, Facebook, too. So connect with us on there. If you've got any thoughts, any suggestions about the show, we'd love to hear from you. And you can also visit our very simple website, TheMentorsVoice.com, that will just simply connect you to ways for you to listen to the podcast, whether that's Apple or Spotify or Google. Find us there, connect. And as always, thanks for being a part of The Mentor's Voice.